Some of you noticed, if you're not familiar, we have an icon in the middle of the church when we celebrate a feast, and we have our Lord, as Theophany is his baptism. So we have John the Baptist baptizing our Lord to fulfill all righteousness, and our Lord, as depicted in the icon, goes into the depths of the waters. And now, throughout Scripture, the waters, if you're familiar, especially with the Psalms, is what we talk about having the waters up here. Maybe we even colloquially will talk about having, trying to keep our nose above the waters. This is what a lot of our experiences of life is like. As we heard in the canon this evening from the sixth ode, where it tells us as we sing, beholding the sea of life surging with the storm of temptations and taking refuge in thy calm haven, I cry unto thee, raise up my life from corruption, O greatly merciful one. That is especially that we find these waves of life that overcome us, or that as we hear about in scripture and see even depicted on the icon, the great serpent, uh, the devil that lurks there in the darkness, in the chaos, in the waters, that we look to and have a savior, that we do not mourn as those and losing Becky that do not have hope, but that we know that the waters are not the only thing, that we're not just in the waters looking for help, but that we know that help has already come, that our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ has revealed himself to us, that we have him as our light, our song, our salvation, that he himself, in fulfilling all righteousness, has come to do everything that we could not do. As we know, as we've heard in the prayers of the Panahita, the memorial service, that none of us is without sin. And it is especially Jesus Christ himself that comes to fulfill the righteousness that we could not fulfill. That Jesus Christ himself is the reason why we have hope that the waters are not the only thing that are before us, but that we see above and outside of that water because it is his hands that have grabbed onto us that is pulling us up out of the water. Now ultimately, of course, we know and sing about this at Pascha, at Easter, that it's Christ himself who's descended into the darkness of death itself and raised us up out of that darkness 
And this is what we celebrate. This is what we rejoice in as we pray for and remember Becky, that she herself, having gotten to know her over the past two or three years, that she found her refuge in Jesus Christ, that as the waters came up, that she herself grabbed on to our Lord, that she looked to him as her light, as her savior, as the one who would raise her up from the dead. This is why, if you're wondering, we're not used to having open caskets in uh, this part of the world. In the Orthodox tradition, we have an open casket because we are remembering that we will all stand before God, that she stands with us as we stand before the throne of God, that it is God himself that will call us and raise us up because he's pulled us up out of the waters, out of death itself. So let us not mourn as those who do not have hope, but let us mourn and grieve for what we have lost, that we have lost Becky, a wife, a daughter, a mother, a sister, and a sister in Christ, that we know that we will see her and that we commend her and commit her to the mercy of God, the one who saves us out of all of the wreckage of life. Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory to Tomorrow morning, we will gather for the funeral service at 9 in the morning. Uh, this evening, uh, we have a full uh, vigil where we will have uh, those keeping vigil over Becky reading continuously the Psalter. Uh, I believe it is a full schedule, so as this, this evening, please especially keep Becky and family in your prayers. And then we'll gather tomorrow at 9 for the funeral. Uh, following the funeral, we'll be processing over to Oak Ridge Memorial Park, right? That's the name of the cemetery. Uh, we will have the graveside service, and then we'll come back here for a mercy meal after that. <coughs>